Have you ever thought about what the best Marlins podcast is? Have you ever thought about it? Thank you for joining me on Locked On Marlins, by the way. We're going to dig into that. That question and tons more, really. Loads of fun lined up. I've already teased it out. Jeremy Taché is joining the show on today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast and I'm your host, of course, Peter Pratt. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Please subscribe to the pod. It's free. It's free everywhere. And it's a daily pod. So hit subscribe and they drop on your device. Ready to rock and roll. If you are watching, hello, greetings. Welcome to my lounge. You will see I have a guest already teased it out. Jeremy Taché joining the show. JT, how are we doing? Pete, thank you so much uh, for having me on. This is super cool. I'm doing great, um, and just happy to be talking with you. This is this is awesome. And the the little intro right before that uh, title sequence was yeah. it was uh, tantalizing. I'm excited to see where this podcast goes now. This is it. I've got one question that I know will set the tone, and after that, that's the end. I've got nothing else scripted beyond that, so it's just going to evolve, and that's how we do our best work from from experience. Maybe that's not you operate when you host pods, but when I do, I'll just sink a I beer like it. and let it roll, and we'll just see what happens. So Let's do it. Looking forward to this one. JT, thanks so much for joining me. We've been trying to get this fixed up for some time. You are perhaps the busiest man in in sports i'd go as far to say that it's insane <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> but it's great to have you on let's start with the first question and like i said the, everything will roll from this one mate so away from baseball what's the one thing that has recently brought you joy <laughs> I, you know i had a feeling when you said that 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 was what it was going to be well first you of all thank it. you thank you for the for the nod there uh Absolutely. for those of you who are not in on the joke uh because i feel like more, more of your folks are paying attention to your daily podcast than my weekly one. But that is how we start uh, every episode of Miami Mic'd Up. That is something that brings me joy. But that is not the question. The question is something outside of work, outside of baseball. There you go. Uh, for me, it's actually just been wedding planning. Uh, I'm getting oh, married at the start of next year. Um, I have to give my fiance credit. She has done a lot of the lifting on the wedding planning, as you just described. Things have been mm-hmm. busy, but she... Uh, is also busy being an executive at her job, so I have no excuse. Um, but nonetheless, our planning has been so much fun. Um, and I'm actually, I think, hopefully tomorrow going to pick up the suit that I'm wearing. So, oh, pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked, uh, about all things there. And my, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, um, like the word fiance because it feels very pretentious, just like. Tache does like everything about the accent over the e uh and so Tache fiance like it all you know the whole thing but uh yeah anywho me and my fiance that's what's bringing me joy there you go love to hear mate and I'm absolutely pumped for you and uh looking forward to seeing the wedding photos looking forward to seeing what outfit you went is it is it kind of in the style of Starling Mate Jazz Chisholm Jr. yeah just like that shirtless um white all white yeah uh medallions you know that's so. the vibe for me. It, I have that exact body type, just as jacked <laughs> as each of them in my own way. You just put the three of us in a lineup, and nobody's going to be able to tell the difference of our bodies. No way. Good, man. Good to hear. From a baseball perspective, 
What else has recently brought you joy? From a baseball perspective, yeah. uh, watching Sandy Alcantara. Uh, yes, that that was a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, that's been the most joyful part of the season, right? Um, and I no think count. one of the most joyful parts uh, of this season, if you're just a fan of Major League Baseball, um, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of pitchers like Sandy. Um, there's not a lot of, of players that take over games the way that a dominant starting pitcher can, obviously. And, and Sandy is the ultimate at this point. He's been so great. Um, and it's so well-deserved because he's, he's, he's worked so hard to get to this point in so many different ways. And so to watch him, you know, thrive at the top of this rotation and be a great leader, um, you know, mostly by example, he's not a super vocal guy. All the guys, you know, tell me that over and over is it doesn't need to be vocal. No. It's, it's, you know, he's out there showing with his work ethic on the mound, in the gym, you know, in the clubhouse, the way he interacts with people. So, uh, it's been really fun getting to watch him play baseball this season. No doubt. Great answer. That takes me off into a segue that I want to get into. So, you know, you've, you've teed me up perfectly. Sandy. <laughs> Sandy's Beach. Yeah, I saw you were down there recently at some point. Try and describe to me what's going on down at Sandy's Beach. Yeah, there you it. go. <laughs> we got it right here for those in the in the is. viewing audience. Uh, got one of the 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 K's, the K's. from Sandy's yeah. Beach. Uh, and this this one's fun. It says you got served, and Sandy's serving up sliders uh, like American. <laughs> you know, for for those in the UK, uh, it's American hamburgers, but tiny. Mm. They're called sliders. Anywho, uh, I'll just put this down for now. Uh, so uh, it's great. Uh, the atmosphere is, you know, look, uh, the atmosphere for every single game in that section has been something special within itself, no matter mm-hmm. what the atmosphere in the ballpark is. So yeah. um, whether it's been some nights where there's, you know, ten to 15,000 fans watching Sandy and, you know, whichever matchup that is – it's been awesome down there in that section. But man, the other night, uh, mm-hmm. Sandy Alcantara against the Los Angeles Dodgers, and there were 23,000 plus in the ballpark, and it was as it was as fun of a game as there's been all season. Um, oh, no. and and the atmosphere was really cool because it does it's that constant reminder of, oh right, you know, when there is a really good crowd at this ballpark, it's a really fun crowd. Miami yeah. fans are fun. And on top of that, like it's a great ballpark to have a crowd in, just sort of sort of the way it's designed, the way that the sound carries. Mm. It it makes it almost sometimes feel even louder than it is. And so the energy was electric for that one. And and down in that section, you could see everybody going nuts the whole game. So um it's been fun. It's been really cool to see what Sandy's Beach has been like. I think it was a great job by the Marlins to come up with an individual promotion like that where it's tickets, it's shirts, it's a specific section that's close to the field. It's right yeah. next to the dugout. So Sandy can, you know, tip a cap toward that section. He's seeing yeah. them all game long. It was a really good idea all the way around. I absolutely love it. Like you said, I love that the Marlins have kind of gone down this approach of like creating a promo, an event around one player. It's all linked to them. And, you know, I think it's, it's a great idea and a great concept, and like you said, it really pays off when it's a it's a home game against the Dodgers with you know twenty three thousand there, and then Sandy goes and throws a complete game. Oh. It, it, it looks you know everything chef's kiss on that one, no doubt. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely. Cool 
I'm with you. A lot of people have said, I asked the question yesterday on Twitter, you know, what's been your favorite game of the year? There's been a few too many L's this year, but a few people did comment to say that was their favorite game of the year, the the Sandy against the Dodgers at home. The the one that still stands out for me, and, and maybe it's partially selfish, maybe it's partially mm-hmm. because I knew I'd be speaking to him the next morning. <laughs> uh, and so I was rooting really, I'm, I'm selfishly, like just being honest, I was rooting really hard for them to win. The game against St. Louis... Yeah. Uh, when he had thrown eight innings, they were losing the game. Avesel Garcia hits the hits the go ahead homer, yeah. uh, which man, and uh, and Sandy, you know, then comes out, throws the complete game, and the Marlins win. And to be able to like see that flip of momentum, and at that time mm. of the year too, it was yeah. still like. The Marlins were kind of hanging around, and and we were all sort sort of still hopeful that there might be a run left in them to get them back into it. Um, so, given the circumstances, that one also stands out. But man, I mean, it, it's really hard to debate against the game we saw the other night because yeah. that atmosphere was incredible, and it was, you know, what what Sandy did was special. Given the fact that the Dodgers are not only you know the best team in baseball this year, but they've kind of owned them his entire career and so exactly to to overcome not just a whole career's worth of that but then a start just the week earlier Mm -hmm. against them i mean it was just it was so remarkably impressive he's he's he is so impressive completely agree um i have a a further question for you on sandy alcantara but i want to park that quickly because i want to continue down this theme of promos and i was thinking about what are the promos the marlins could do in my head there's just an obvious one uh, and I, I wanted to get your take. I've not shared this with anyone before. Okay. And we're doing this live on the air. This is probably not the best time to do this, but I don't okay. care. It feels right. Um, I, th- I feel like there's something that could happen around jazz. There has to be. He's yeah. the next guy, right? And the uh-huh. jazz club, the jazz club in maybe the old Clevelander or something. Uh-huh. All you've got is old fashions being served, a guy on the sacks, you know. Everyone's yeah. just getting loose listening to jazz and, you know, I don't know. This I love it. Well, well, how about this? How about this? We take it a step further. Instead of instead of making it uh, a late night jazz lounge, mm. why don't we talk about doing it on Sundays, combine it with their current promotion of Sunday brunch at the ballpark, and a little jazz brunch, oh, huh? a little jazz brunch in that in that area beneath left field. Right yep. near the bullpen, and you got people hanging out. There's some, just like you said, saxophones going. Everybody's hanging out, and you know, the deeper you get into the afternoon, it can, it can, you know, start to turn from brunch into, you know, some, mm. some evening drinks as well. But you yeah, start that day with, with mimosas and jazz. I mean, come on, <laughs> well, what's better than that? I agree with you. I actually really do think that 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 doing some sort of jazzy promotion like that would be a, a great move. Um, yeah. on, you know, it's such a shame we haven't seen him now for a couple of months. Exactly. Um, you know, so whenever he does come back, whether that's this year or at the start of next year, I know he was out there, uh, tweeting, you know, I, I don't know if this comes out either th- later today or tomorrow or whatever, but he was out, uh, you know, tweeting about wanting to be on the ball field. I know we all miss watching him play. So no doubt, no doubt. I'm with you. And I, now you've taken it another level, you know, for that Sunday game, you've got the, the saxophonist, you know, there on the field, almost yeah. Timmy, Timmy Trumpet style for his, you know, oh, his walk-up man. song, right? That's need what you some need. some of that stuff. That's, we need yes. some Timmy Trumpet. Let's, get, let's just get a full-on, straight-up, just a jazz band, right? That's what I'm saying. Like a, but, oh, gosh, because I don't want to cool. rip off, like, New Orleans-style, right? But that's what I'm thinking in my head is, like, a <laughs> New Orleans-style jazz band that's literally, like, standing on top of the dugout, 
if Jazz is the leadoff hitter, like to start the game in full on, I mean? like, hey, Jazz is going on. Oh, man. Oh, this days. is what a baseball, yeah, baseball should have as much, as many things as you can do that, that are like the Timmy Trumpet thing that happened with the Mets yeah. should be done, period. Like <laughs> exactly. It, no matter how it gets done, just do it. Just get, yeah, get more <laughs> horns around baseball, please. <laughs> just more horns. <laughs> Love it. Sandy Alcantara, I want to go back to you. This is kind of going back up to the mic'd up stuff that you've been doing. You've been doing that just over a year, I saw. You announced kind of like on the QT saying, hey, I can't yeah. believe it's been a year. I have to say, my favorite episode was your conversation with Sandy Alcantara. It was Thank a you. stunning episode. And it's also stunning for him as well, because it's not his first language. Oh it's, my God, you know, yeah. he's not, you know what I mean? There's so much in there. Amazing. But, from your perspective, just how proud are you of that show? Um, and have you got a favorite episode? I know it's hard to answer that. It's like choosing between your kids. But, yeah. you know, sometimes something just gels or works when you're there really specifically. So just generally how proud are you of that show? Any spoilers coming as well? And equally, favorite <laughs> episode maybe or two? Man, uh, so first of all, thank you. Um, that's very, very kind, both on the episode and on the whole. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm super proud of of what we've made um and and what this podcast has become uh i wasn't sure when we first started uh exactly what it was going to be week to week was mm. it going to be heavy on analysis was it going to be me just talking to myself for a while sometimes were we going to be able to get guests every single week um and to now kind of see what it's turned into and to have a whole bunch of interviews that i look back at and i'm like whoa how how did this happen this way? Um, yeah. Or, you know, how did we, yeah, just like that sort of question of, of how did we end up with all of these people coming across this podcast? And, and I just feel so lucky um, to have been able to have conversations with people that are human, right? Like I'm, I'm yeah. a lot of it has been, of course, like, you know, I have a job to do. Uh, I do work for Bally Sports. And so in mm -hmm. turn, like, we want to talk about sports. Um, and so I'm doing that with most of these players most of the time. But what's been nice is I've I've at least, I've tried and what I appreciate is players have gone in with an open mind to answer questions in the most human way. So if I've tried mm -hmm. to ask them in a way where I'm searching for an answer that's beyond the specifics of, of a game, everyone's been so open and so willing to answer those types of questions um, yep. and to think about things from a different perspective. Even just this last week, speaking with JJ Bleday, um, you know, I was actually really taken aback by the way he was really truly seeming to like listen to questions and wanting to answer them in the most authentic way possible. Mm. Um, and I feel really lucky that, that the teams have cooperated with us to provide so many great guests. I feel lucky that, that, randomly we've been able to connect with people like Josh Gad and like that was crazy um and when you ask about a favorite episode um I do have to say Sandy's is up there um mm -hmm. one in part because it's like in the middle of this run where he's just been so sensational and yeah. like theoretically one day this is the start of a potentially five or ten year run like this mm -hmm. and sandy's a hall of famer and i'm looking back and going hey that was sort of the beginning of my career interviewing people it was the beginning of his career being able to be interviewed like that yep. in english um and so that one is very special to me yeah um just because I, I i see this weird little future path kind of growing together through miami and the whole thing 
Um, but before that, I mean, gosh, I really enjoyed uh, the episode with Dontrell Willis, another mm-hmm. Marlins pitching legend. Um, I I really enjoyed our Heat interviews from Media Day last year, uh, just because it was such a whirlwind and a whole lot of stuff came from that that was fun. Um, and we're coming up on that. I don't know that yeah. you know, no, no spoiler alerts or anything like that, but you know, it's about that time where you know Heat and Panther season are coming along, and so hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood, we end up with the same sort of scenario, getting to speak to everybody again. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I. Gosh, I, I hate I'm there's definitely like episodes and people that I'm leaving out, um, including like people like Israel Gutierrez and, and Sarah Spain and Mike Ryan and, and Chris Cody and like all these people who were around to sort of just help lift it up as well, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which is very, very nice. You know, when I was really early on in doing it, people who were lending their credibility so that I could not only show my bosses, hey, I have some credibility, but also <laughs> like show the listening audience, oh, okay, if these people are willing to go on his show, then there must there must be a reason for that. And yeah. you know, some of them have stuck around, which has been pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. Um, there's there's another show, another podcast that you've been involved in for for many years now as well. Yeah, and uh, I, there's a spoiler alert coming um, because I was was in touch with your co-host uh, earlier on today, um, and there's a, there's a spoiler coming that I believe there's an episode dropping tomorrow. So we're recording yes. this Thursday, an episode due to drop tomorrow. So we'll look forward to that. Of yeah. course, we're talking about the fabulous podcast Swings and Mishes. Um, one question on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, you and Craig, it's been a sensational pod. So many Marlins fans absolutely love it. And they just, it's the Bible for them in many ways. <laughs> like it's their go-to source. Um, the one thing I didn't know is how that hookup happened. How was it three, four years ago that you and Craig found this, came up with this and went, hey, let's roll with it. And then, you know, it is what it is now. I actually don't know the answer to that. So it's funny. That's a good question. Thanks. I, you know, it's funny. Um I didn't know Craig before we started Swings and Mishes. Like, <laughs> like I knew who he was, right? Yeah. But I, we didn't have any sort of like relationship whatsoever. Um, what that actually was was Craig was going to be launching the podcast um, at the time. Uh, Swings and Mishes was a part of the Five Reasons Sports Network, mm-hmm. um, and when Craig was going to be launching it, uh, folks from Five Reasons Sports reached out to me after I had reached out to them, just kind of. Put my hand in as many different pots. I worked as an associate producer at a local news station here in Miami for the first few years out of college. And so I was just trying to get myself involved in as much as possible. Um, And I guess, I don't know. I don't know what made them think that I would be capable of of <laughs> handling like, Craig. producing Craig's show um and and why I was the one who was like reached out to like hey you should come join us to do this thing mm-hmm. i guess i was someone who was you know tweeting somewhat interesting t- things about the marlins i don't know i don't know what it was uh that made them believe in that uh but yeah i mean we literally we met um, in July, I guess it would have been a 2018, which is just mm-hmm. bonkers to think about. We met in July of 2018 at the ballpark, discussed the name, discussed a logo, discussed all of these ideas. And literally just a couple of weeks later, we were recording our first episode. Um, and we weren't even sure necessarily what the style of it was going to be. It's funny how ultimately it sort of evolved into mm-hmm. I'm not 
interviewing Craig. It's he's yeah. essentially, let's be real about it. He's got topics he wants to get to, and I'm just finding a way to get us there conversationally. Exactly. Um, no different than what you're doing right now in guiding a conversation. Um, but I had no idea what it was going to be going into it. And it's really crazy that now four years later, we're still yep. doing it. Um, and Craig has been such a like, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a good dude, um, but he's been so supportive of everything that I have done with him um, in terms of like being willing to go through growing pains as I was first learning how to do some of this stuff. And then also just being supportive, like now that I'm off, you know, doing stuff elsewhere, we continue to work together and he's incredibly supportive of the stuff that I do. So I'm I'm very thankful uh, to have come across his path so early in my career because it's been incredibly helpful and like beneficial just to to talk with him about you know career paths and and all sorts of things like that so you know no doubt i, I no love doubt. it for sure it, it, it's funny it's funny how these these things come together you know randomly sometimes and you know lo and behold you're four years on and the podcast is what it is it's yeah. funny because i was listening to an episode <clears throat> must have been the most recent one in the car the other week um and when, you know that time where it kind of flicks back to a random episode that's maybe been downloaded or you were last listening to? Yeah, of It course. flicked me back all the way back to the trade rumors of JT Riamuto. <laughs> it was at that wow. it went that far back. And I was like, wow. I was like, oh, well, that's depressing. Yeah. Well, it was all talking about JT Riamuto and is he going to be traded and what's he thinking and how's he feeling? I was like, Wow, it's so funny to Isn't go back and listen wild. to these, these pods, you know. It you also know, years is crazy later. to it's crazy to think that we were doing that. Like it that feels mm-hmm. like ages ago and the idea yeah. that we were just doing this podcast then, like that's yeah. nuts. <laughs> and that crazy. really is. That's the beginning. That's like I think like our I want to say JT was traded in like our 12th episode ever mm-hmm. or something like that. And and so much of of what the podcast was at the beginning was all about JT and what was going to happen. Like that yeah. was such a huge part of the start of what we ultimately did. And so it is, it is pretty funny to look back at it and go like, Oh man, you know, uh, we've been around for a little while now. Yeah. It's funny how four years goes, particularly when two of them were in kind of COVID situations, but right. let's, let's get this ad out of the way. I'm 12 minutes yeah. behind on doing the ad. That's how much we've got wrapped up in this <laughs> conversation. And then I've got some baseball topics to get into as well with you let's very briefly. It. We're running no, low on time, but, it is We're good. It is, so. Take take your time. It's all right. It's all good. Good man. Well, first ad of the day. It's a U.S. ad with a British twist, of course, guys. And well, it's a it's a heavy one. I'm not going to lie. So, are you one of those people that thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. No big deal, right? Wrong. Truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, that's a heavy one. It's heavy. I mean, sometimes we're talking about protein bars and stuff, but we, well, sometimes you've got to have a heavy topic. So of it is course. what it is, you know. Nah, it's, 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 a, it's a good message. Yeah, for sure it is. Okay, so let's flick into some baseball topics real brief. Um, there's There's many of them. Albeit it's it's been a bit of a tricky period, but um, that that is a kind way to say that. That is a kind way of saying it. Let's talk about Jordan Groshans because after yeah. yesterday, I I saw a pathway to Groshans 
being up at the big league level probably in the next day or two. Obviously, Miggy Rowe with this wrist injury, Birdie coming mm-hmm. out of the game. I was like, oh, okay, expanded roster as well. I know Groshan's not on the 40-man, but all of a sudden there's a pathway here where Groshan's could be with the team in, in Atlanta for this series. Any sources while we're here, JT? I got nothing, so I'm not. I'm not Craig, all right. Uh, and, and and even if I even if I had Craig's info, I wouldn't be sharing it with anybody else. Uh, but which, by the way, most of the time I don't. Uh, that being said, um, I would love to see Jordan Groshans as, as soon as possible. You know, the rest of this season is all about the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a shame that we've been saying that for a number of September's in a row. Um, but it's, it's the reality. Um, and so you want to see as many of these young guys as possible. I want to see as many at bats as I can from Blade and Burdick and Encarnacion and Charles LeBlanc. And, you know, I want to see all these guys as often as possible. Yeah. Um, that would include Jordan Grosjean's. He yeah. theoretically is a part of this group of like upper level minor league slash potentially major league ready caliber players of a certain Mm -hmm. age right like within the organization there's that next tier of guys that are an age group below he's a part of that top tier of like all right let's see what you got um so no reason to to delay um would be my thought um that being said there are roster machinations that i'll be honest i haven't studied um as of as of you know right now september 1st um the last time i looked at the roster to specifically think think about call-ups and send downs was probably like late june early july um (laughs) so if i'm being totally honest like i i don't know what the 40-man implications would be um Mm -hmm. but as the rosters get expanded um i do think it makes sense to see jordan groshans yeah um and i i think that like i think it's worth being a I don't want to say like excited because that that is too high of a connotation. Like I don't want people to go crazy, but I do mm-hmm. think that it's fair to to have a positive look as to not only what that trade was, but the type mm-hmm. of player that Jordan Groshans can be. Like I think there's real room for him to be a a steady major leaguer. Me too. I'm with you. How would you feel if they uh, decided okay, Miggy's down, Birdie's down? Uh, actually, do you know what? Let's get Astadio back in town for uh, for another rodeo. How would you feel about yes. that? Yes. Give yeah. me as much Williams <laughs> Astudio as humanly possible. He is fun. I want fun for the rest of the year. Me too. Uh, we need I fun. Want, I want kids and I want fun. I, I, that Don't take that out of a baseball context, uh, but <laughs> kids and fun. <laughs> Absolutely. This is locked on Marlins, so there's no, there's, no, there's no worry about that one. Yeah. JT, the offense in 2022. Um, give yeah. me... Give me one word to describe the 2022 Marlins offense, if you can. Uh, disappointing. Oh, okay. Um, it is a yeah. PG show, so well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Um, it's like one of those, um, you know how like the worst feeling wasn't somebody like of 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 an elder statesman being mad at you but it was when they were disappointed like the i'm not mad i'm just disappointed yeah that's how i feel about the marlins offense like i'm not Mm -hmm. mad i'm just disappointed i'm just disappointed with how it's gone i can't individually get mad at any of these players for look lackluster seasons happen um i don't think that any of these guys are out here like not working to get better Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do think, you know, it's easy to take screenshots of videos and make guys look bad, right? Like we, I, I, we see plenty of that, right? But like, I do believe that, that the majority of these guys were working, whether it was individually or collectively, but working to try to get better. Um, 
and it didn't work, right? Like some of these guys, number one, some of them clearly weren't ready for as many major league at bats as they got. And so, you know, their Mm. adjustments didn't come and other guys who are professionals are having some of the worst years of their careers. And I Mm. I don't know what that's about collectively Um, as well. I think that's the problem. It's just like, the, it's just all everyone. happened. It's all just, it all happened. And, yeah. and for what it's worth, even with that happening, you were still in a position toward the end of June where you were hanging around that win against yeah. the Cardinals, the whole thing. And then Jazz and Solaire both go out and we haven't seen them since. No. And not that Solaire was tearing the cover off the ball, but he was your absolute biggest point of power beyond Jazz. You lost both yeah. of them immediately. Yeah. Right. And so all of a sudden you go from a team that was not a power hitting team, mm-hmm. but at least like could occasionally rely on the long ball to now no power. And one of your greatest threats of speed was gone. And so no wonder the offense just completely fell into a ditch like it's and I can't again, I, I struggle to blame any individual player. Like, obviously, we all know the guys who didn't live up to their potential. We all know the guys who who needed to do more to be able to help this team win. Like there are some guys who came in with expectations and there are other guys who you hoped would rise to a new expectation. Right. And those are two different things, but no one really came through. The only guy on this team who has overachieved all season long is John birdie. Like he's been out injured, but John birdie has been like, he's the only guy offensively that I can say all season. It's Mm -hmm. just been like, Every time he's out on the field, it's worked great. You could argue Joey Wendell as well, but he was out for different chunks of time, and his impact hasn't been so obviously felt in the same way where, you know, when the Marlins were scoring two or three runs a game, Birdie was literally stealing his way to two of them. He was. Um, <laughs> like, literally. You know, there was a stretch there in July where it was it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, so to think about it, you know, disappointing is the word I want to use because, again, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Fair assessment. We're five years into the rebuild. Derek Jeter's gone. Um, this offseason is 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 just huge for the Marlins. But based on where the roster's at, the age, some of the the imbalance from offense to pitching, do you feel like we're about to enter a rebuild of a rebuild almost here? Like it's it's really an interesting, really interesting offseason. Where's your head at with this one? It's so complicated. I actually go back and forth on this all the time as to what yeah. I think they'll do. Um, and to what I even think the approach should be, um, because there's there's part of me that that really believes like other than other than the fortunate nature of the fact that the top of your rotation has stayed healthy, that Sandy and Pablo this season have stayed healthy to this point, mm. um, and hopefully the rest of the season, uh, just about everything else that could go wrong has gone wrong, right? Like. <laughs> In terms of guys who you needed to perform, not performing, guys getting hurt at inopportune times, nobody really being healthy all at the same time beyond like April when they actually played pretty well. Mm. Um, so the combination of underperforming and injuries, like it was just everything that could go wrong goes wrong, right? So what I don't want to do is be sold on hey, look at all these one-run losses. So we were actually really close. We're all watching the same thing. We see what the offense is doing. There needs yeah. to be a change there, right? Like, there yeah. there can't just be super small tweaks. But do I think that this team would just, like, actually just a couple of tweaks at a couple of spots to balance out the roster mm. could be more competitive? Yeah, I do. But also then there's a part of me that goes, well, I, maybe I don't want that. 
maybe I want <laughs> maybe I want a full overhaul of of and I don't mean like a full overhaul because personally like the other element of this is I really like most of the guys on the Marlins like these, yeah, this is a pretty right? good group it's a pretty good group of dudes um for the most part and I mean I everybody I've ever interacted with has been great and I I think that they're all yeah, like I, I don't want to see anybody go. You know, like yeah. that part of it from from just a selfish perspective as a media member, like I don't want to see anybody go. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the on the flip side, from just a watching baseball perspective and what I think is right for the organization, you look at a bunch of different players who could have value as pieces of blank type of team, um, and not even at the deadline, just literally as starting pieces or bench pieces on on good teams and what you can get back. And then there's another part of me that's like, hey, let's just, you know, hey, spend your way out of it. You know, and oh, I'm, I can't I can't spend anybody's money uh, and I don't anticipate um, any sort of massive, uh, you know, massive contracts being signed. But gosh, you know, there's a couple players sitting out there in free agency that you just look at it and you, and you pine after and you think of of what what filling holes with top tier type of talent would mm-hmm. make this team look like. Um and then the last option, obviously, is 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 just trading from your position of strength, which is your overabundance of pitching and bringing in more players like that. And ultimately, I think that's the move, right? Like it's the same one that everybody thought they should do with the deadline. Um, it's 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 the move. And I don't mean in terms of individual players. I just mean in terms of what your your assets are. Is you yep. have a ton of pitching, whether that's the minor league guys, whether that's some of the guys at the professional level. Um, and the way to get yourselves better is probably to make moves to balance out that roster um, positionally and from pitchers to hitters. You've just summarized. There's four options at least. At yeah, least. I mean, there's a lot of ways. There's really, yeah, I know. Sorry, I know I just ran a bunch of different ways, but there's a lot of ways they can go, and including just a couple of tweaks. And, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, by anything. Mm. Like, even if... I really genuinely wouldn't even be surprised if all of a sudden there was a free agent signing that you were like, huh, hmm, that's more than I thought. Like, I, I just don't think any of us have a real pulse on no. on where it's at at the moment. Like, it, no, it all don't. feels very up in the air. And that's sometimes that can be exciting going into an offseason. I'm going to choose to look at it that way because that's more yeah. fun. Um, so The offseason last time around, let's, I mean, if I recall correctly, I just signed up to do this show. And all of a sudden, the Marlins just started doing banger after banger. I was like, wow, yeah. the Marlins, a daily podcast. This is amazing. This is easy. This is great. <laughs> and then the right. lockout happened. I was like, wow, this is really tough. <laughs> then the seasons <laughs> yeah, happened. Exactly. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm with you on that. The funny thing is, to your point, the, the, the small tweaks, it's really interesting. The small tweaks they could make could just be, Go and sort out center field and sort a closer out. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's reality, what I'm saying. Yeah, the it's, tweaks it's, that we already knew about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that part is obviously, uh, you know, disappointing when you when you go into the previous offseason and you feel like there are specific holes mm. and there was more of an acquisition of talent was the thought process as opposed to an acquisition of specific positions. Yeah. Um, and who knows, right? Like, who knows what plan B would have been to what, this version of plan a was and and mm. what filling those positions would have looked like and who would have either needed to be traded or who would have been signed and like it the grass is always greener right like it you still at least know what this is now and how to operate from it um i'm not yeah. saying that that's the best position like the no one would argue that they're in the best position going into this offseason but 
You'll have hopefully the reigning Cy Young. You'll have an exciting star in Jazz. You'll have a few other players who are obviously, you know, solid major league players. And, you know, some young guys who we'll see over the next month or so. But, like, Mm -hmm. I do have, I do still have hope uh, in, like, a real way. Maybe not to be, like, superstars, but solid players. And and certainly in Blade, I I really like the way Encarnacion hits. I think LeBlanc has been really solid, like, really solid. So it's like, there's no reason to believe, again, and this is the hard part about being a quote-unquote small market team. Mm. is you have to grow your superstars and you can't just go like purchase a superstar to add to a team that's almost there yeah um a lot of the time and you can there's no salary cap but the way that small market teams navigate um or smaller market teams navigate with lower payrolls you can't just go purchase trey turner and fix everything quote unquote um and so the hope is that Maybe those guys do develop into stars. Maybe Jordan Groshans, you've just found a diamond in the rough. Maybe Jazz and him is the greatest middle infield combo in the division moving forward, right? Who knows? Um, but the hope would be that, you know, Jazz and at least one other of these guys develop into all stars. Um, and then you can continue to spend in different ways and make tweaks and and hopefully find yourself, given the pitching that you have, in a position where you know, in a really tough division, you're still competing. It is a really tough division. Who wins this division? And then one final one, from, then we'll get out of here. Man. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to say the Mets. Go the Mets. Is, I, it, is it the trumpets of the of yeah, soldier? And yeah, I think it's only because of the trumpets. <laughs> I just think that they're so fun. Like, and, yeah. and there's something about that team that is really fun. And I don't mind, like, yeah. in, in a year, like, any time that your team isn't directly competing with the rival, then some of that rivalry kind of goes away, right? Like, some of Completely the agree. animosity. And it's not like we're, like, Phillies or Braves fans over here. So it's like... Yeah, you know what, Mets? Go ahead. Have some fun. Edwin Diaz is great. It's cool that they got the Grom back. It's cool that they've spent, you know, a bajillion dollars <laughs> just to try to figure it out. And it's weird, but it's how how baseball sometimes gets to be. And when you have one of these teams that, like, has something fun and weird, yeah. it would be awesome to see, like, God, if we could see the Mets and the Dodgers in the playoffs, like, it could just be electric, you know? Really could. It really so. could. They're playing right now. It's 2-1 Dodgers, by the yeah. way. So uh, oh, close game on that one. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I almost tweeted out earlier saying I'm jealous of the Mets fans. Like, I, I feel like I want to be They're a having just, fun. You want to ride the wave. You want to have the fun, right? That's the yeah, point. Yeah, they're having it, fun. It's cool. It's been no fun for us Marlins fans, apart from, you know, every every fifth day. Effectively, yeah, every fifth day has been great. And for what it's worth, like, they're as as hard as it's been the last couple of months like i there's mm-hmm. no denying that there were some really fun moments at the beginning of the season that i i it's a shame that they've been so wiped out by what some of this last couple of months has felt like and the yeah. disappointment right of like not making the push that was anticipated mm-hmm. um but i'm trying to start doing some more reflection now that we're in september I'm trying to do some more reflection on the earlier in the season moments, the ones with Jazz, the ones with Birdie, the ones with all of these guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, there there are some fun ones to look back on, and I'm trying to savor those moments and use them as positive ways to look at, at the rest of the year. And also, yeah. you know, what next season can be, because, again, everybody starts 0 
Exactly. I've been thinking the same too. I, that's what I was doing yesterday. I was looking back. What what were those big games in April when we were surging? And there was, you know, yeah. a big game, 11-9 the Bra- against the Braves. Jazz had four hits. I was like, whoa, yeah, I remember was that like game. It was awesome. Crazy. And it was fun, right? Like, it was. you know, I, exactly. I, I look forward to, to those days coming back, you know, sometime Me too. soon. Me too. Who's the one guy you've got your eye on now in September? And the rosters are about to expand. We don't know what the actual moves will be for the Marlins just yet. I don't think they've been announced. Have seen the Brinson has been traded today and yeah. actually is on the Giants roster. So that's uh-huh. fun. I'm going to be following the Giants very So closely. excited. So excited for him. Um, Me too. The the one guy I'll give I'll give you I'll give you one offensively and and one on the mound. Um, I really want to see uh, continue to see what Jesus Lazardo does uh, the mm-hmm. rest of the season. Um, I just think that I, I think that he and Edward Cabrera both like are both potentially great. Um, yeah. I I know that they both have had their hiccups. Um, I know that Lazardo's last start was one of them. Um, which is actually why I'm intrigued to see what he does for the rest of the season. And I know mm-hmm. September, you know, you start to see some different weird lineups. But look, the Marlins are going to play some teams that are in the hunt here yeah. for playoff positioning. And so they're going to be trying their best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a pitcher gets to, you know, that's that's the fun part for young pitchers is that when you're playing up against one of those teams, you know, you're still going up against their very best at bat every single time. So it's almost like you're in the playoff race too. Like that's the level of intensity that's being brought there. And so that's a cool experience. And I look forward to seeing the rest of his starts. And then again, man, now I'm going to sound, I'm realizing what I'm doing and I'm just naming the last two Miami mic'd up guests. (laughs) Uh, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, But JJ Blade, uh, because I really like JJ's approach. Um, I know that his, his stats haven't necessarily reflected, um, what I think his, his approach in the box has been, but I was also really impressed by sort of, um, his own understanding of that when we spoke mm-hmm. and his understanding that like, no, it, it doesn't really matter if not that it doesn't matter if I go over four, but if I'm hitting the ball hard in every single at bat, I know that at least my approach is right. And that I'm, I'm in position to, uh, succeed moving forward. And I remember we had those conversations actually with guys like Brinson and other guys like that, right? We did the whole like, oh my God, Brinson's hitting the ball so hard now. Uh, that's not what I mean with this. What I mean is it, it's it's been clear that JJ is not overmatched no matter who yeah. he's facing. The only thing that's there is there's been some timing issues um, where, you know, he's trying to be aggressive first pitch and I think pitchers are noticing that. And so they're throwing mm-hmm. him a lot of like, cutters and sliders and things like that and he's swinging right through it and going down 0-1 mm-hmm. and you know that that makes it more difficult but no matter what count he's calm in the box um he seems to be willing to hit the ball the other way like even though yeah of course there are holes in his swing there's holes in everybody's swing now you know it's a different game than than it used to be in that way and i think yeah. that I, i've been really actually pretty impressed with with what i've seen from him so far um, and as he continues to adjust, as all these young guys continue to adjust to the playing every single day almost and the grind of like travel of Major League Baseball and everything with it, I'm intrigued to see how he does for the rest of the year. Me too. A lot of eyeballs on Blade. I think a lot of fans feel the same. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'm the same as you as well on the pitching. The, just those young dudes away from Sandy. Uh, Sandy's another story too, but those young. Oh well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I he's the guy to see the rest of the year, right? He's going to yeah, absolutely. Young, so it's it's him. But you asked for young guys, so absolutely, I'm with you. I think you've picked them out, JT. We've gone way over time, and yep. so I firstly have to apologize to you, and also Don't thank do that. you. 
Yeah, I need, I need to thank on. you because that was a stunning conversation. I really enjoyed that. And I hope you have too. Um, I have. Thank you for having me. Everybody follow Peter on Twitter and be nice to him always. <laughs> Absolutely. There's rarely anyone that's not nice to me on Twitter. So that's good. It's I find it a, a really Great. gentle and a nice environment for sure. Not everyone does. Lucky you. Do. Yeah, lucky you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I honestly have been kind of the same, but I know that we're the lucky ones. Exactly. Must be these uh, uh, podcast hosts. Maybe that's it. We just get a pass on Twitter. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing. But maybe they uh, are feeling bad for what the results have been the last couple of months. Maybe. That maybe. <laughs> Any spoilers for us on um, on the Miami mic'd up? Who's the next Marlin you're likely to have, or unconfirmed at this point? So unconfirmed. Um, there are a couple of names we've thrown about. Um, Nick Fortes is one of them. Ooh. Uh, Joey Wendell is one of them. Uh, maybe Luke Williams could be one of them. Um, so you guys let me know, actually, if you guys like, if you guys really want to hear from anybody in particular of those three specifically, mm. tweet at me, DM me, whatever. Um, I'm, I would like to interview who you guys want to hear from. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, hopefully in the next couple of weeks I can sit down with somebody and have another conversation. Uh, but yeah, we're coming up soon to heat and Panther season as well. I know this is locked on Marlins. Um, but obviously I'll have a ton of coverage, uh, from the early parts of the season of those two teams as well. So if anybody's listening, who is a fan of the other South Florida sports teams, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Taché. Sorry to do plugs, but you can follow me there. Uh, and that's where you'll find just about everything I do, including the podcast Miami mic'd up, which you can find wherever you get podcasts. Wonderful. I didn't even have to ask the question. <laughs> you just segued your own way in there, which is the sign of a true pro, in my opinion. So Just doing too many podcasts. That's all. <laughs> there you go. You got it. All right, guys. That is going to wrap us up for Thursday's episode of Locked On Marlins. Guess what? There's another episode tomorrow. We're going to be back tomorrow, Friday's episode. And here's the good, maybe even bad news. It's a solo pod. I'm going to be digging into it on Friday. And I think I'm going to be digging into the roster expansion. We're going to dig into the news that we're going to see. Who's up? What do we expect to see? So that's likely to come. If it's really juicy, then I'll dig a guest into it. But for, for now, scheduling solo pod. Jeremy Taché, Peter Pratt, signing out, Locked on Marlins on Thursday. And of course, back tomorrow.